Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Sam. We have a very special episode for you today. We have Peggy Lee here with us who helped show us the private practice that we have today. Her jewelry pieces are in the show that we know and love or that some of us do not know fully yet, but still love. Yes. (laughs) Just talking about me, guys. (laughs) And we have some, we have some listeners who also don't know. I had a coworker today say, I've never watched private practice. I feel like I should start and listen to your podcast. I said, Coleman, that's a great idea. Oh, yes. (laughs) Get started. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So... This was not a question, and it should have been a question. I was going to copy and paste your About Me from your website, Peggy, but I figured that instead you could just give us like a two-sentence, like your elevator pitch. Mm -hmm. Sure thing. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here today. It's exciting to talk about private practice with you guys. As you said, um, I'm Peggy, and I'm a jewelry designer, and I've been making and creating jewelry for maybe over 20 years now. And I think it all started with, well, you know, we'll get into it, but, you know, I love (laughs) TV and pop culture, and so it's been a a happy marriage to see uh, my pieces on TV. Wow. I love that. That's the dream, the dream to get to do (laughs) everything you love in one. Absolutely. That's awesome. And what a deserving person to get to do that. (laughs) <laughs> so when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? You know, I wanted to be a scientist, actually, maybe a vet. I had oh. like all these careers wow. I thought I wanted to do. My dad was an electrical engineer and my mom was a chemist. So, you know, and they were immigrants and came here for their education. So, you know, they were big on like, okay, our kids are going to be engineers, doctors, lawyers. <laughs> um, and so I, when I was a kid, I did not have real artistic aspirations, but I loved, you know, I loved making art. Um, Mm. I loved cooking. I loved some, uh, you know, more liberal arts kinds of things, but I actually went to school uh, to UC Berkeley as a chemical engineering major. And uh, so I have the science background, but at the same time in college, I was uh, writing screenplays actually uh, in my spare time and thinking about going to Hollywood. Incredible. A woman of many hats. <laughs> Back of all trades, master of none. Yes. <laughs> incredible. Just dabbling. Dabbling. Yeah, wow. for sure. Incredible. So how did you get started with jewelry specifically? Mm-hmm. What, what really turned you on to it? You know, I think I was always crafty and um, loved to learn how to make things mm-hmm. uh, growing up. And jewelry was one of those things, you know, you're a kid and you can't necessarily afford to buy all the stuff you want and so it was like oh how do I make that for myself so all through college I was always you know making jewelry for friends as gifts and just having fun with it and you know at some points I was like oh man maybe I should try and sell some of this so I can keep affording to buy more beads and buy more stones feel that (laughs) (laughs) fuel the hobby a little bit right Um, and when I moved I did move to LA after college uh, to pursue a career in screenwriting And, you know, eventually had to get a job, as you do, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I was working as a writer uh, for a a teen website. And, you know, I got to write about pop culture for this site. 
And I'm like, oh, I love TV. You know, I love Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer was like one of my favorite shows at the time. Wow. So I did. Um, I'm like, I'm going to talk to someone on the show. This is what I want to do. Uh, who can I talk to? I'm like, well, maybe I'll talk to the costume designer. I love the fashion on the show. And so I did. I met the costume designer at the time, um, Cynthia Bergstrom. And she was super awesome. And I spent the day with her. And after, you know, after doing that and sort of wrapping up that interview, I was thinking to myself, uh, I've been making this jewelry, you know, for myself. Maybe, maybe I should send it to her and see what she thinks. And I literally just, you know, wrote a note, dropped it in the mail, said, hey, you know, I'm making this stuff, forgot about it. And I think a couple of weeks, go, you know, the, the lore gets bigger as, you know, the years go by, but right. <laughs> I think a couple of weeks, you know, go by, forget about it. And then I get a phone call from Cynthia. And she says, hey, we're using your stuff on the show. What else do you have? Send it all. And I was like, okay. And then um, I get another phone call a little bit later. She's like, Cynthia again. She's like, hey, I hope you don't mind. I gave your name to a reporter from USA Today. And they'll be contacting you. Whoa. Okay. And um, get the call from the reporter. She's like, hey, where can, you know, I hear your stuff's going to be on next season of Buffy where can people buy your jewelry? And I was like, well, <laughs> you can buy it on my website. And, yeah. you know, hung up the phone, turned to my coworkers, and was like, I think I need to build a website, like, right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, had no clue what I was doing. And, <laughs> so much. you know, that is the origin story. That is literally yes. how it happened. Built a website, and as they say, you know, the rest is, the rest is history. Incredible. Wow. That's so great. <laughs> so my next question is answered. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, don't no. be sorry. That's totally fine. Please. Yeah. So it was just about how your work with Buffy and television designing came to be, which is mm -hmm. totally answered. So how yeah. did your work with private practice begin? Well, Cynthia, the same costume designer on Buffy, ended up being the costume designer on private practice. And um, after, you know, after Buffy ended, Cynthia, whenever she got a new gig, would call me up and um, have me send in pieces for the show. So eventually she, she landed private practice and, and that's how I was sending pieces in. Wow. That's a great relationship. We say, mm -hmm. Melissa and I are both actors. Mm -hmm. And if you see, especially a guest star, a co-star type role coming back in show after show or with someone um, in a... It's, with the same director or the same lighting designer or the same anyone, it means that they're good to work with. So that's great. <laughs> yeah, you know, as, as you guys definitely know, then it's networking, it's referrals, you know, people want to, as you say, work with people who are going to be easy to work with, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah, you can go from production to production that way. That's wonderful. Peggy, well, you've already shared some of your journey with us and how incredible your reputation has been in the business because they keep keep having you back. But <laughs> what's, what's some advice that you would offer to someone who wanted to design jewelry for their career? For sure. Um, I think to be a fan first is my advice. Mm -hmm. You know, I think mm -hmm. it was just really organic for me because I was already a fan of these shows and I really wanted to be part of them in some way. You know, if I wasn't writing for them, you know, maybe... I'm making something that they could use, you know, yeah. for the characters in the show. And, and so I, that's, that's my advice. Be a fan first. And then, and then, you know, the characters, you know, the show, 
um, you have an affinity for it, and then you know you can you, that that comes through. I think because you know the love for the characters, the love for the show um, is put into the pieces, right? And so you want I them love that. to have that synergy. Yeah, and that's such an authentic way too. You know. Mm-hmm. So what are what is your favorite or top three? Because I can never pick one piece <laughs> that you've ever designed. <laughs> wow, that you know, twenty years of making pieces. Um, I twenty think for sure. One of my favorite pieces and I guess you could say signature pieces is um, a necklace I call the weather the storm necklace which is a cloud and a lightning bolt and it's sort of a lariat style necklace so you sort of wrap it um, to secure it and that's sort of over time has always been really really popular Um, and of course I think the name is clever and you know it it fits it fits the piece so I I love that piece Um, I think as, you know, I think I spoke about on the Buffering podcast, uh, a piece I made that was like woven silver wire and crystals that I cannot for the life of me make <laughs> again. Um, so, so that piece is, is cool because I can't reproduce it. Um, and I think it looked really great on Sarah Michelle Geller. And, you know, I will always think fondly of that piece and wish I could make it, but in, I, I haven't been able to. Yeah, and then I think another piece I loved, and I probably talked about it on Buffering, but um, was a belt I made for the TV show Empire. They were having a prince-themed party uh, in one episode, and they yes. wanted a belt that was a, a reproduction of something that Prince actually wore. So they sent me – I think the process itself was maybe what, what made it super fun, right, because they sent me archival pictures, you know, their inspiration, and said, can you come up with something that will um, – go with that and so that was the super fun it was outside my comfort zone of something I would make you know so I got to look at those archive pictures and sort of put my spin on it do my take use some skills I don't normally use and see if I could come up with something and you know luckily they loved it and it was on the episode for a millisecond maybe I could I knew it was there because I was looking for it I don't know Mm -hmm. if anybody else would have seen it (laughs) um but you know so so that was definitely a fun project and a favorite piece. Melissa, yeah. you love Empire, right? I do. That's why you saw me light <laughs> yeah, up, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Melissa knows exactly what episode, what scene. She's going to go back tonight, look for it. <laughs> I got so excited. Okay, yeah. Honestly, truly. I could... <laughs> As soon as you said, I was like, why do I feel like I know exactly what scene it was? Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. It was a belt. It was a belt. Okay, great. Now I know exactly what piece to go back and look for now. (laughs) You're really just giving me a reason to go back and watch the show. Oh, darn. (laughs) Gosh. Well, me and Sam, as we mentioned, are actors, Peggy. And Mm -hmm. after we've come out of this pandemic, a lot of us are really excited for kind of this resurgence of theater. A lot of us have referred to it as a renaissance in some way, but what excites you most about the future of uh, jewelry design or the future of it? Yeah, interesting. I mean, I think um, so many tools that used to be just in the realm of, you know, quote unquote designers are now becoming more easily accessible to people. So I think, um, you know, like wax carving or, or 3D design, like those tools are becoming less mysterious to the average, you know, user. So, you know, people are going to have more access to creating custom designs for themselves. I think that's exciting. Of course, I think people becoming aware of more sustainability 
um, wanting to know where their stuff comes from, you know, and I will admit, you know, I'm not the best at, you know, keeping track of all that stuff, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I definitely recycle all my scrap metal and, you know, try and be conscious of those things. And I think, you know, as the average consumer gets more educated, that that will become more important and, and should be more important, right. In terms of what we consume and what we wear. So that's exciting to me. Yeah, absolutely. I love the Buffering podcast, and we've talked on our podcast before about another show on another podcast I love called The On Call Room, which is a Grey's Anatomy podcast. And I have plenty of other ones in other genres besides television recap, but obviously Mm -hmm. I love television recap podcast. I have one. Um, What are some of your favorite podcasts, Peggy? I am just getting into podcasts and discovering the wealth of content that is out there on podcasts. So um, it's all new to me. You know, I was I was looking for Buffy Vans and Buffy information. So, so I found Buffering and I think they're fantastic. Yeah. I love to play golf. So there's a couple of golf podcasts I listen to every now and then. Um, some political stuff like Pod Save America. But love that. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little wary of diving fully in because I feel like I would just get totally sucked into, you know, true crime podcasts and all those things. <laughs> I'm busy watching TV. It's like, don't have time to consume all the, all the content. Right. Right. <laughs> but um, I, I'm dipping my toes in and, it, and it's super fun and fascinating. We have that question later, but since you mentioned TV, mm-hmm. what are some of your favorite TV shows past and present? We know Buffy. Oh, yes. yeah. Buffy, classic, right? And um, I'm obsessed with like classic Law and Order. Oh, yeah. Oh. I could watch that all day yeah. long, every day. I don't care if I've seen uh, the episode 10 million times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I you know, love having that on the background, you know, while I'm yeah. working. Um, Murder, She Wrote. I'm yeah. working my way through Murder, yes. She Wrote, which is like, come on. So I'm good. On season seven right now. There you go. Yes, I, I used to watch it all the time with my Nana when I got home from school, four o'clock, Annie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's classic, and it's so good. Um, you know, these things hold up; they're like timeless. Yeah, yeah. Um, TV, current TV. You know, I'm loving Riverdale. Kind of obsessed with Riverdale. I think that's mm-hmm. really fun and wacky. Um, yeah. The Good Fight, Almost so good, and of yeah. course, you got Audra McDonald on there, and I mean, you know, such a powerhouse acting group there. Yeah. It's so so yeah. good. Um, yeah. That's what I've been watching lately. Great choices. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's see what we have here next. So, Peggy, when you were working on private practice, did you go to set at all and work with the costume department directly, or were you always just sending things in ahead of time? Um, I was working with them remotely. So um, I had already, I think, thinking back, I'd already um, left L.A. and was back living in the Bay Area. so working remotely with them. I have done set visits before for different shows. Okay. Um, for me, it's like I know they're super busy and they yeah. work crazy hours. And I'm sure you know, right, there's a, maybe an impending strike happening for mm-hmm. uh, set workers and right. such and costume designers, I think, are joining in on that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, it was always hard to maybe, you know, ask to do a, a set visit because, you know, they're just so hectic and their lives are busy enough as it is. Um, so no, I wasn't not able to go to the set private practice. Okay. Bummer. I know. 
when you were designing, did you have insight on character growth or storylines to be able to give a certain character a certain thing? Like, for Mm -hmm. instance, give Violet something very different than Charlotte. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Since Mm -hmm. we both come from an acting perspective, we think of things in like a character-driven way. Yeah, for sure. In my experience, um, different costume designers totally work differently. Everybody's unique. Every show is unique. Uh, for private practice, the answer to that question is no. I did not have necessarily have insight to any storylines um, or outfits or anything like that in advance. Um, I had been working with Cynthia for a while mm-hmm. uh, by then, so she knew what you you know the kind of stuff she was going to get from me. Um, other shows have been different. Other shows uh, occasionally, like you'll get. I, I've gotten uh, like with people working on a pilot, for example they would give me the sides of the characters like, okay, so please send stuff. I have, you know, the sister who's the high powered lawyer and then her other, you know, the other sister who's hip, a little bit hippie chic and that would get, you know, and they want, you know, stuff specific to those character profiles. So that's definitely happened. Um, I've also had requests like the empire belt where it's very specific, right? And I know exactly which character it's going to be for and, and how it's going to be used. So it can be all across the board. Um, in general, I don't know who it's going to be for, where it's going to go. Is it going to show up at all? Um, and I'm an audience you know, viewer, and I, I know about it when I see it appear on TV. So you don't get confirmation before it airs. You just know, see it and you know? Correct. I mean, wow. they, they want to give you that yes. information. But again, they're so busy. Mm-hmm. And as you know, as actors, the continuity is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and deleted you know, and scenes happen. Yeah, and They don't know yeah. on, on the editing floor if something's going to go away. So it's like it's sure. not in their, you know, their purview to really say like, oh, this is for sure happening, you know. Yeah. So, no. And, and, and again, I, I kind of don't expect it and, and don't demand it of them in any way. You yeah. Know? I guess it's some kind of, kind of like an emotional, <laughs> I feel like I would get so emotionally attached to the pieces that I'm making to be like, I'm looking for this necklace, but that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I have to sign a release or something, you know, and yeah. then I know it's, it's probably going to make it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Usually I don't know in advance at all. Right. Peggy, you mentioned in your buffering interview that you learned all aspects of the business being a small business owner. Was there anything that you learned that you didn't quite think about before that maybe you hadn't known before becoming a business owner? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think the idea that you have to learn more than just your craft is the first shocker, right? It's like, oh, man, I have to worry about, you know, accounting and taxes and and. Mm-hmm. and all these other aspects that I will have to run, you know, myself or get, or get help right. and learn how to ask for help on things you, you know, that are so unfamiliar and outside your comfort zone. So yeah, that, that was definitely a, a process like learn building a website at the time. It was like, what's a website, right? Like, mm-hmm. how do I build that? How do I put e-commerce onto it? You know, that was sort of, you know, oh, the, yeah. the do it yourself tools maybe weren't as, you know, there weren't so many selections you know, back in the day when I was yeah. doing it. You know, today right. it's there. You you have all these different tools and easy. You know, one push button, you have a mm-hmm. e-commerce website. You know, kind of wasn't that way back in the day. So you know, there was definitely a learning curve on some of that stuff. Um, learning like what is wholesale, selling wholesale, retail. How does one get into a store if I wanted to be mm. in stores? Like, how how does that even happen? Right. Right. <laughs> Who do you talk to? Yeah. Um, 
hope that was your question. No, it absolutely, absolutely was. Yeah. It's spot on. <laughs> I, I think that will be very helpful to our listeners if they're looking to go into business of any sort, even if it's not an artistic business. I think that would be absolutely. very helpful. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think as actors, right, you guys know that you have to, you need to learn sort of the business. You need to learn the mm-hmm. process. Who are the gatekeepers? Who are the people you need, you really approach to mm-hmm. um, land a gig, right? It's like, there's, there's people, <laughs> there's yes, process yeah. and people involved. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and I think people are surprised to hear, and this might be a little off topic, but, you know, you talk to an average fan of a show and they'd be like, oh, the actors don't buy their own clothes or their own jewelry, <laughs> you know, or it's like, oh, I thought they always go to Tiffany's and get all the jewelry. You know, the average mm-hmm. fan doesn't, and I'm sure as an actor, you realize too, like the average fan doesn't realize sort of the work, the process, uh, yes. the gatekeepers involved in how these things come together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So like your top three favorite uh, Buffy necklace that you made that you can't recreate, are there any for private practice that are the same that you can't make again? Yeah, um, there were some lemon citrine, lemon quartz stones um, on a necklace that Audra McDonald wears as Naomi. And I cannot, I, I do not have those stones anymore. So something mm. I can't make anymore. They, I thought they were, you know, they were a lovely sort of lemon shade. And, you know, if I ever saw that shade again, I'd probably grab them up. But those, are, those are gone. Season <laughs> two, episode 19, What Women Want. Oh, you're so good. Wow. Ooh, I have it pulled up. It. I have it pulled up. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you how excited I was when I found your website. Oh, she was. I, I, we were. She sent it to me. I did. I said SOS. <laughs> I'm beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Kind of a similar question, Peggy. But were there any pieces that were created for private practice specifically versus pieces that you had already created for other things and ended up using them for the show? You know, I feel like even if I weren't wasn't explicitly told, like, please make some pieces for these characters. You know, I. I'm working with the content. I'm like, I'm going to make some pieces for the characters. You know, like I watched right. the show. I'm a fan. Yeah. Like I said, you know, you're a fan. So I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I did maybe create pieces thinking and send them in thinking like, oh, I hope they use this on, you know, Naomi or I hope they use this on Violet. Right. So, yeah. So maybe I would, you know, the selections I would make to send in, uh, I, I maybe had characters in mind and tried to like yeah. make stuff tailored to those, even though it wasn't for this show, it wasn't explicitly asked of me and again some other shows the you know this the way I worked with Cynthia is I could send I sent in boxes of whatever and um, she would select and send back what she didn't want other shows might be you know they they very focused and they say send me this 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 please you know and make the selections themselves so again collaborations are all slightly you know slightly different flavors so while we have you are there any how to get away with murder or scandal pieces or any other Shondaland pieces or stories that you would like to touch on just while we have you? Mm-hmm. How to get away with murder. I mean, I nearly fell out of my chair when I saw something on Viola Davis. Cause, <laughs> whew, right. Like, Who wouldn't have. I know. She's, a, she's amazing. And I was like, what? And oh. as you see with the private, with private practice, I did not have any pieces on the principal. I did not have any pieces on Addison. So, you know, you never know who it's going to be on, whether it gets on the main character or not. You know, more likely than not, it's going to be on side characters, guest stars, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So 
uh, to have a piece worn by, you know, the goat is <laughs> kind of amazing. So that was very, very cool. Wow. Scandal, you know, the fashion on Scandal is so amazing. Like, that was definitely one of my shows at the time. Like, could I get on there? I don't even know. You know, like, it's the fashion's so cool. So, um, again, to have it, you know, one or two pieces show up, I was like, yes, that's, you know, that's very cool. I was very, very happy. It's wow. a big win. And were those um, processes similar to with private practice? Or did you have any set visits with either of those shows either? No set visits, I wish. That's um, okay. Yeah. A similar process, you know, a different costume designer. By the, you know, after after working with Cynthia and, you know, she was so kind and referred me to other costume designers. I got to work with a few, you know, and then it became like, oh, I should be reaching, maybe I should be reaching out to costume designers and introducing my work and saying I'd love to work with them because I do. And um, mm-hmm. I think back, and again, back in the Buffy days, you know, we're talking about 20 something years ago, like. Uh, it wasn't as cool, I think, for brands to be on TV. You know, mm. kind of wasn't a thing. Right. And the internet, you know, people didn't have access to know what people were wearing, find the brands, you know, get right down to those details like you right. can today. And and so that demand of like, I want to know exactly, I just watched this. What is she wearing? I want to go buy it right now. Yeah, there's yeah. a definite market for it. Yeah, people are mm-hmm. able to do that now. Like, yeah, you know, back in, with other TV, you had to like wait for the magazine to come out or something mm-hmm. or an interview to know exactly what someone was wearing. Mm-hmm. That's so um, true. Wow. So it's so it's it's different now and that's exciting and that um so I do actively like reach out to costume designers and and see if they want to use my stuff. Are there any other shows that you love, Peggy, that you love to watch just for enjoyment? <laughs> yeah, I mean I think uh talked about Riverdale and Good Fight. Yes. Uh, you, you I know I haven't I haven't watched Good Wife, so that might be something I got to go back and um yeah. catch up on. I'm watching Evil, which is also by the same people who do Good Fight, Good Wife. Um, And that show is super trippy. So of these shows that you loved um, that you haven't gotten the chance to work with yet, Mm -hmm. are there any shows past or present that you'd like to work with? So like Mm -hmm. I know I would have loved to be on Murder, She Wrote. Classic. Classic. Right? Like one of those Mm -hmm. um, like little sisters, I did not see the butler do it, something like that. I would have loved to be on Murder, She Wrote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think Desperate Housewives, you know, going into the past, yeah, Desperate Housewives would have been one of those shows. I think um, it maybe was one of the first shows where people really obsessed over the fashion, mm-hmm. strangely yeah. enough, um, because I think you had the four different ladies that were so, you know, like different in their style. Mm-hmm. Sex in the City, no brainer. Right? Oh, like, yeah. Right. I was thinking that too. Super classic. We know the reboot is coming. Who knows what's yes. going to happen there. I'm sure I, I follow the Instagram as I'm sure we all do. And yes. uh, the fashion looks amazing. And I think the haters are going to hate and they should <laughs> zip their lips yeah. because exactly. I don't even care if it looks crazy. I love it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like it's all amazing. Oh yeah. Um, so for sure, those shows. Uh, a show I'm watching now that I love is called Good Trouble. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, it's yes, on uh, Freeform, right? On Freeform. I think it's excellent. It's really, yeah. really good. Uh, it's like a spinoff of the of the Fosters, which mm-hmm. I did not watch. But um, it's the costume designer is uh, an amazing costume designer, and I would love to work with her. Mm. So that's a show. I really like Virgin River Obsessed. I don't know if you guys have watched any Virgin River. Yeah. um, Melissa Riggs from Grey's is on that. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, Nathan Riggs. 
Mm-hmm. Gotta check it out. Though. Very different character, I hear. Super soap opera, drama, drama, drama. Um, really? It's great. And it just got renewed for an additional two seasons. So oh, that's great. Nice. Season four and five are already booked for them. And, and what channel does that come on? Uh, it's streaming on, I want to say, Netflix? Netflix, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. There's so many only. now. I know. Getting them all confused. So much content. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is good for people who want to work in the industry, right? Absolutely. Yes, very true. <laughs> yep. Good um, research for us. <laughs> another another show is uh, the Pretty Little Liars reboot. Can you believe there's a reboot? Already. Um, already. Wow. So HBO Max. I do believe it's filming in New York. Oh, uh, really? Good to know. Yeah. And pretty the original Pretty Little Liars was definitely on my bucket list when they were on, and I got pieces on there so that was super thrilling I loved that a whole bunch so yeah the reboot I'm like where how yeah (laughs) I gotta keep my eyes peeled for that I didn't know there was one in the works yeah I haven't I haven't cracked the uh the mystery of that one yet yeah I wonder if they'll have the same costume designer I hope so for you it's 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 not I know that it's not okay oh bummer So coming to the end of our interview here, I wish it didn't have to end. I feel like we just started. I've loved having you. Thank you again. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Uh, You can find my website at PeggyLee.com, and that's P-E-G-G-Y-L-I.com. And I'm also on Instagram at P-L-C Peggy. Those are the best ways. Yes. Thank you. And you've already touched on some things, Peggy, but are there any future projects that you can tell us about that are in the works? Um, There's always stuff, you know, knock on wood, in in the works. I don't think I can talk about them. (laughs) We get that. We understand. understand. Fingers crossed. There's um, pieces currently airing on a show called DC Titans. Oh, yeah. um, Which is on HBO Max. So some pieces have been appearing there, and and they were really great great to work with um fingers crossed for the final season of dead to me i had pieces on the previous season um again i don't know you know for sure if things will appear so these are all hopeful things uh, for the future but that series there's definitely exciting you know hopefully exciting things coming up yes uh we'll be keeping our eye out Yes. I'll talk off the pod. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we got you. For the record. Peggy, thank you so much for being here again. We've really enjoyed yes. it. So, so much. Of course, it was a blast. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts spotify or anchor to be the first to hear future episodes you can find me on instagram at at melissa clark and on twitter at at melissa with three e's and you can follow me at samantha g harris on all social media and as peggy said before she is on instagram at plc peggy if you'd like to support beach houses and babies please consider leaving us a rating and review on apple podcast and sharing with a friend it really helps people learn about the show plus we might read your review on the podcast you can also become a patron at patreon.com slash bhab podcast 
Episodes of Private Practice are available to stream on Netflix and Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. TGIT. TGIT.